0: We're going to read from verse 36 to 42. At Joppa, there was a certain disciple named Tebitha, which is translated Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and charitable deeds, which she did. Hallelujah. But it happened in those days that she became sick and died and there was they had washed her when they had washed her they laid her in the upper room and since leader was near joppa and the disciples had heard that Paul that Peter was there they sent two men in two men to him employ him to not to delay uh, in coming to them then Peter arose and went with them and when he had come he they brought him up to the upper they brought him to the upper room and all the widows stood by him weeping and showing the tunics and garments that Dorcas had made while she was with them but peter put them all out and knelt down and prayed and turning to the body he said tabitha arise and she opened her eyes and when she saw Peter she sat up and he gave her his hand and lifted her up and called the other saints and the widows and presented her alive and it became known throughout all Joppa and they believed on the Lord so it was that he stayed many days in Joppa with Simon a tanner hallelujah right We are talking about the wisdom of building God a house. Amen. It is wise to put your shoulder into the building of God's house. Amen. The wisdom of building God's house is such that it is new logic. So sometimes we don't see it. When I say two-step logic, it it is not directly. What we do does not show directly. Are you with me? For instance, when you give, the Bible says in Matthew 6, 33, give and it shall be given unto you good, sorry, it says, uh, um, seek ye first the kingdom, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things will be added. It's a two-step logic. When you seek first the kingdom of God, it will cost you time. It will cost you money. It will cost you relationships. It will cost you something. Amen. There are, there are some people who are sleeping now because yesterday night they were drunk. Are you with me? For you to be part of those that seek God's kingdom to build, it will cost you that. Are <laughs> You getting what I'm saying. It will cost you a lot of things and sometimes you don't see immediately how it benefits you and so it makes you not want to do it. Or you are not very, very quick at doing it. You see, if it was like as soon as you do something for God, immediately you receive a reward. Then it's easy. Are you with me? When you go to work, at the end of the week, at the end of the month, you get your pay slip. So you know that it's important to go to work. (laughs) Are you with me? Because you know when payday comes, they won't miss out on it. But when you work for God, there's no payday. Are you getting what I'm saying? And you don't know when you are going to be paid. So sometimes you begin, you know, naturally, we are people that thrive on reward. So when we don't see the immediate reward, it makes us feel as if we are not benefiting. And this is a waste of time. Are you with me? That's how come when we go to the mall, we spend more money than we spend in church. But when we go to the mall and we spend money, we get something in return, immediate gratification. We can see it even if what we have bought is nonsense, it's immediate gratification. You go to the restaurant, you buy food, you get immediate gratification. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it makes you, it makes you um, always want to do what you have to do out there. But when we come here, we have, to, we have to cajole, we have to be prodded, we have to be, you know, we have to find creative ways of getting you to give. Or getting you to work for God. Or getting you to do something. Like almost as if you have to be begged before you do it. Amen. So we started talking about the benefits of serving God. The benefits of building God a house. And last week we said something. How many remember? The first benefit. If you build God a house, he will also build you your house. Isn't it? And we saw in Jeremiah. How many remember the scripture? Jeremiah 33. Is it? 15. It says that in those days and at the time our cause to grow up to David a branch of righteousness. He shall execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. Amen. And this was many years, many years after David had been and gone. About 400 years later. Are you getting what I'm saying? 400 years later, God is still making a promise that he will build David a house. Why? Because David said that, I live in paneled houses. Whilst the ark of God or the presence of God, the house of God is in tents, I am going to pay and I'm going to take my, 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 my time, my money, my strength to build God a house. And God says that because of even the intention, not even what you have done, But the intention to do alone makes me also give you this promise that your throne will never disappear. Your house will never disappear. I will ensure that your house is built. Hallelujah. And today, we are looking at this woman called Dorcas, Tabitha. She was somebody who was helping to build the house of God. Uh, She was somebody who helped to do tunics, jackets, for the members of the church who couldn't afford. She was somebody, she, she was a trader and uh, she came towards, um, you can close the doors now, the main doors. She, she, she was a trader and as she was in the place, in Lida where she was, she was a very prominent woman. Everybody knew her. She was an industrious. You know, like a well-to-do woman. And she started work, I mean, building and Peter and Co came to preach. And when Peter and Co came to preach, she responded and gave her life to, to Christ. And as a well-to-do woman, she used her resources to help the church. Are you with me? She was a woman of good works. By her own resources. Amen. So she started helping with her time her, her her money her labor her talents she was helping and you see when you help the import of what i'm trying to say is that when you help to build god a house a time comes when you can't help yourself god is bound to help you am i am i talking to somebody because all of us as no matter how strong we are no matter how healthy we are no matter how you know uh, youthful we are there will come a time that we will need somebody to help us yeah. we will need god's intervention if god doesn't come in we will be done for amen yeah. and sometimes or most of the, most of the time when you deposit jesus said that if you don't seek treasures up on this earth where rust and moth that corrupt but seek treasures in heaven where no man can steal. It means that go and buy shares in heaven so that at the day of reckoning, or the day comes when you have to make a, de- a, a, a demand for heaven. The day comes when you have to sign a check, your check will be honored. <laughs> it, will it will not bounce because you have treasure. Am I making sense to somebody? You have treasure in heaven, because all of us, the day will come that we will need heaven's assistance. Dorcas, yeah. at this point, was dead. She could not help herself. She could not wake herself up. See, sometimes when we are alive, we think we are very strong and we think we can. But one day, you uh, then you realize that. That is when you will know that you really need people. That is when you know that you need God. Hallelujah. My advice to us, brothers and sisters, is that let us not take the house of God for granted. Let us not take our service to God for granted. Let us not think that we'll have our strength all the time. There will come a time that we will need God's help. There will come a time that you will need God's assistance. There will come a time you need some God to speak for you. Mm-hmm. And God to use somebody to speak on your behalf. To help you. To help you. If you go to chapter 10, mm-hmm. another story is there from verse 1. That's Acts chapter 10. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius. A centurion, what? Of what was called the Italian regiment. A devout man, one of who feared God and all his household and gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. About the ninth hour of the day he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius! And when he had observed him he was afraid and he said, what is it Lord? And so he said to him, your prayers and your alms have come up for a memorial before God. Amen. Quickly, let's go on. And send men to Joppa. So this time, Peter is still at Joppa after resurrecting Dorcas. You, the Bible says he stayed, she stayed, he stayed there for a while after Dorcas had been resurrected. Send men to Joppa uh, for Simon, whose surname is Peter. He's lodging with Simon, a tenor, whose house is by the sea. And he will tell you what you must do. Amen. And the, uh, the angel of God who spoke to him departed from Cornelius. And called, he called two of his uh, household servants and a devout soldier from among those who, were, who waited on him continually. And I'm sure you all know the story. Are you with me? But the Bible says your prayer and your given has made a way for you. Because he was not a Jew. He was a Gentile. Before then, Gentiles are not allowed to even have a relationship with Jesus. Are you with me? But his building of God's house broke the barrier and made a way for him. When, by law, there was not supposed to be a way. Am, am I talking to somebody? You see, when you build God's house, it is not only when you, when you are dead like Dorcas, but even when you are alive and you need something, help will find you. Am I talking to somebody? Help will find you and that help will come because, not because of what you are doing currently, but because of the memorial. The Bible says a memorial, which means that God records everything we do for his house. Amen. Never seek to do it for people to say, oh, well done. That's my memorial. That's my memorial. Are you with me? Because we'll say well done today. Tomorrow we'll forget what you have done. That's our, our nature. Are you me? As human beings, we are very forgetful. Are you with me? But when you do anything for God, Remember that God to him, every deed is a memorable for him. His alms giving, his prayer, are you with me? Your are being in church all the time, praying, visiting, uh, inviting people, going uh, uh, to help the church establish and all that is a memorial. One day you will need God's intervention. And that day, when it comes, God is not going to hesitate to intervene on your behalf. Am I talking to somebody? Because you have done something that has deposited in your heavenly account. And so, once you need that assistance, heaven cannot withhold. Hmm. Am I making sense to you? Heaven cannot take back. Heaven is, is, is... is bound to to do for you because of what you have done amen Amen. i pray that all of us will become people who are committed to building i told you last the last time that make sure that in your lifetime you build a house a church building amen Amen. make sure you build a church building you see when my father was alive he, he he went one day to the church and promised in the village that he buy the church an organ. And for some reason, that promise was not fulfilled. The day he died and was, uh, uh, he was taken to the uh, village for burial, mm-hmm. same church that he had <laughs> promised for the organ. The priest who was preaching <laughs> as his coffin was lying there, reminded us, the children, that your father made a promise to buy an organ for this church. You know, as I'm speaking, to her, I just remember I haven't bought the organ as yet. <laughs> I just remembered that I promised I was going to buy, but I haven't bought the organ as yet. So, I have to arrange to buy the organ. He said, your father promised. It's been ten years ago since he died. <laughs> More than ten years ago. Since I forgot. God forgive me. I'll buy it. <laughs> Amen. But you see, if he had bought the organ, it was the same organ that would be used. To bury, to him. bury him. Are you with me? As you are looking at, as we are, we are helping to build this house, helping to put the, one day, God forbid, but one day, it is the same place to will your body. And come and lay you here. You know, one day, uh, a guy was working on a church building, one of the church buildings, and the uh, worker of, who was helping to, who was doing the, the stair, stairwell and doing all, he was saying that, I am a member of this church. So he was screaming at their, his co-workers that do the steps well. Because one day when my body is being brought here, I don't want anybody to stumble and fall with my coffin. This is a worker, one of the workers, but he is a member of the church. And that is what he said to his other colleagues. Make sure the stairs are straight and everything is in order. Because one day, when my body is brought here, I don't want to stumble and fall. (laughs) I don't want my coffin to fall down. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, whether we like it or not, what we are doing now, we will not see the reward just this minute but the reward is sure are you with me even in this life your reward is there yes. i have seen it in my life and i'm challenging all of us that put your shoulder to the the house put your shoulder to helping to build god's house. let me give you one more then we can go i know i have 10 minutes effective is looking at my face hallelujah you see number three when you help to build the house of God you become deserving of a blessing I'm sure you all know the story in uh, Luke chapter 7 1 to 7 the centurion that whose servant was sick how many remember that story and the Bible says that he sent the elders of the people to Jesus and said to Jesus When the elders came to Jesus, they said, Master, this man is deserving of this deed. Look for that that, that part. I think it's four, verse four or something. So when they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying that the one for whom you should do this is deserving. Which means that there are some people who are not deserving. Am I making sense? You may show mercy, but, you, you, you show mercy, <laughs> but that mercy is just grace. <laughs> Hallelujah. But they're not deserving. Mm. But here, the elders, you, you see, a centurion was an, an occupying force. Uh, I don't know whether you understand. What it is. Let's say, for instance, uh, uh, America has gone and occupied Afghanistan. And then the One American soldier has a servant who is an Afghan who is sick and then he sends the eldest Afghanistan elders to go to Jesus and ask Jesus to come and heal his servant. And the servants, the, the elders go and say that the one to whom we are asking that you go and raise that servant is deserving. Ask your neighbor, are you deserving of God's grace? Are you deserving of God's miracles? Are you deserving that this one be done for you? This one, this particular one should be done for you. Verse 5. For he loves our nation and has built us a synagogue. He has built a church. A house of worship. worship. As soon as he said that Jesus didn't say it, he said, come on, let's go. (laughs) There were others when they came to call him, he said, wait. I'll be dead. Took four days. <laughs> there were others. It's like, Can you explain that?" <laughs> I'm not just coming. I don't just get up and go to places. Hallelujah. Even, even me, as a small pastor, where I am, there are some people who are more deserving than others of my help. And I run to them, not because of friendship, but because of the hearts and the service they give to the house of God. They are deserving. And some are not deserving. (laughs) Hallelujah. You see, as I'm saying, even covering, even covering protection. See, most of us, we don't realize that we are under protection. Just by the fact that we are in the house of God. We don't realize it. Sometimes we misbehave. Go out. And that causes trouble. See, unfortunately, I I think I have to say this. We had a church member. Very, very, very powerful girl in this church. She was a member of the choir. When we go to evangelism, she's one of the best evangelists we had. Then, as time went on, she started being, causing trouble in the choir, causing trouble everywhere. And then one day, she became stroppy. She got a boyfriend. And then it's like, I remember talking to her and she walked off. She got sick. We went to the, the, uh, what is it called, hospital. When we got there, it was like some, some attitude. So, she left the church. Recently, we were driving and we saw her. When we saw her, Pastor God, was like, stop, 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 stop. So, let's go and talk. to. I said, I'm not stopping. So, I kept driving. Then she kept, no, stop, 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 stop. stop. Then she, she started giving me a whole sermon. <laughs> so, I, after, after moving like a mile and a half, I stopped and turned around. And had to do like two U-turns to go and see this, this sister. When we got there and Pastor Gloria got down to talk to her, the boyfriend said that she doesn't want to no- talk to you. She doesn't want to come. She's not coming to church. Yeah, just for a yeah, business, she's not coming. We are not interested And the girl. And, and the girl was standing. The girl didn't say anything. It was the boy was and talking? Was like, uh, the bo- uh, The girl said, "If he want, wants me to come, I will come." Mm-hmm. He said, "No, we are not talking about him. We are talking about you." So say no, told no, no, no. So, long story short, she didn't come. Three days or two days ago, three days ago, I got a phone call that this sister is dead. I mean, I'm not talking about, it's a member of this church, Mm. member of this church.
1: Very, very pretty girl.
0: Very pretty girl, very lively, very young girl. She's not even 25. She's not even 25. Dead. And she died in the boy's bed, on the boy's bed died on the boy's bed. As I'm talking to, she hasn't been buried. So, listen, let me tell you, when you are working for God and you are in the house of God, there's some protection that you don't even know about. There's a covering you don't, you have no idea about. You see, don't, don't, don't make yourself Hercules. Don't make yourself I am. I can fight by myself. I am my own person. No, no, don't do that. Don't. Do, just this week. Just this week. Wednesday she died. Wednesday night she went to sleep. Thursday she was dead. They say she ate an apple. And she woke up. She woke up on the other side of, of life. Hallelujah. Yeah. You know. Recently, she used to come and play tennis here. On Sunday mornings, when we are here worshiping and praying, she'll be at the tennis court. And then she's here walking with the boy in front of church to go. I think about once or twice I saw her and I tried to stop and talk to her. And she won't stop because the guy would just pull and go. How come the boy couldn't save her? The boy who was stopping her from coming to the house of God, how come in the middle of the night, he couldn't save her? Hallelujah. Only God knows where she is. Started well on fire. But the ending was not good. Because she found a boy and became, the boy is not compatible with church. It was the same boy made her go to jail. I pray that it's not this boy that's sending her to hell.